all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are going to break down the Ravens' 24-16 win over the Tennessee Titans in London. Gone through the tape, Garrett. Gone through it all. You know, there's a lot to like in this game. There were obviously some some bugaboos that prevented the Ravens from kind of pulling away in this game, but a, a lot, a lot, a lot to like in the tape. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I feel really good about this this game in a lot of ways. I mean, I think that there's we'll get into some of the things that they need to clean up. Red zone offense being the number one thing, I would say. But just from an overall standpoint, I thought it was a pretty clean game from the Ravens. I thought they were efficient. I thought the defense continues to play at a at a top notch level. I think we felt all year long that this defense could be one of the best, if not the best in the league. And I think they continue to play at that type of a level. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm really encouraged. Like the more even removed from a couple of days now, removed from the game, I still feel really good about the win. I think the Titans are always a difficult team to beat. Tough team, well coached, all that stuff, and um, and and the Ravens. I, I just felt really good about what we saw on Sunday. I, I want to go on a, a little mini rant here, right off the top, second, right Garrett. off the top, right right off the top. And the point I'm going to make here is, I think that the expectations for the Ravens are really high, and I think they should be. I think that speaks to how good a team they are. But to kind of expect that the Ravens are going to blow people out routinely. It's just not really realistic, right? Are they the better team? Were they the better team than the Colts? Yes. Were they a better team than the Steelers? Yes. Were they a better team than the Titans? Yes. That speaks to how good a team they are, right? Like you, you don't typically go into a game against the Tennessee Titans, a, a rival of the Ravens who play them really close, and and come away and go into that feeling or, or during the course of the game be like, we should be smoking them, right? And to me. That speaks to what the Ravens' potential is this mm. season. Have they reached their potential? No. But they're a really, really good team. If you're if you're feeling in every game so far like, man, they could be crushing this team. If that's the feeling that you're getting in every game, that speaks to how good this team can be. Now, conversely, to, to expect that to actually play out, it, to expect an error-free game, no problems, no mistake, is unrealistic, right? I thought the Ravens won this game because they didn't kill themselves like they did against the Steelers and like they did against the Colts. They still had some things to clean up. Not everything went perfect, and thus they didn't blow them out, but they still won by a pretty comfortable margin at the end. Yeah, it is kind of crazy that, like, I would say a little bit of the sentiment that exists right now is like, hey, look, it's good to be 4-2, good win, 
but you really should be 6-0. and And it's like, yes, okay, fair, fair. Like, the mistakes that the Ravens yep. made in those games yeah, that's totally shouldn't fair. have made, and they and they should have won those games. You don't you don't get any credit for the should have won games. There's lots of teams mm-hmm. that, at the end of the year, are kicking themselves for the should have won opportunities. So, understand that. But I think that the point is fair, which is that, like, the just the fact that we feel like this team is good enough to be six and zero speaks to the quality of the team from top to bottom, and also and, and blowing every and blowing people out weekly. Yeah, yeah, like oh, I should have won by more. I mean, <laughs> should have put up thirty. Should have held them under. 10. Yeah, like I'm not. You know? I mean, it's I'm a, not too worried. That's the expectation. Yeah, like I, look, I mean, you, you would love to blow out everybody, and I don't think that we've seen a totally complete game from this team yet. I think they're still working on that for both the offense and the defense to completely be in sync at the same time and to really put it all together. We haven't seen that yet, and that's okay. I also think that, like, and and I hesitate to, like, I do hesitate to make too much of this because I think that, like, this can become a cop-out. It's an easy one to make, but it's also, there's there's a lot of truth in this. Like, look around the NFL. The Browns just beat the 49ers with P.J. Walker as a starting quarterback. 49ers mm-hmm. were one of the two undefeated teams and they went to Cleveland and they, after a huge win against Dallas the previous week and they lose that game when Cleveland doesn't have their starting quarterback. Also the Eagles, who were the other undefeated team went and took on the New York Jets and they lost after being up early in that game. So like, just if there are any survivor pools left in the NFL, they were all they were all shattered uh, <laughs> on Sunday with the Eagles and the 49ers both losing games that like they were heavily favored to win and all that stuff. Like, this, I think, just speaks to how hard it is to win. And John Harbaugh did talk about this that this week. And he's like, look, I get it, but the margins between basically the best teams and the worst teams in the league are really thin. It's really thin. And that's why you get some crazy results on a week-to-week basis. That does not absolve the issues that the Ravens had against the Steelers and against the Colts in games that they should have win. But I think it does speak to just the, the challenge that exists in the NFL to put it together entirely every single week and play at, at your best over the course of a 17-game regular season. Yeah, I completely agree. And part of the argument is, well, if, if the Ravens are going to compete against some of the Titans, not the actual mm-hmm. Titans, but some of the, the best teams around the league come season's end, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills, those kind of teams, if they're going to beat those teams – in the playoffs, let's say the Bengals, right? Well, A, they already beat the Bengals, but that they're going to have to play better than they're playing right yeah. now. Okay, uh, that's fine. Like, those teams that you're naming also aren't invincible either. They have their own mistakes. The Chiefs haven't been lighting the world on fire offensively in recent weeks. The Bengals' offense is still really, to get off the ground, has yet to get off the ground. Yeah. Right? Like, every team has its flaws. And the Ravens, okay, one week it was they are dropping balls left and right. Every other game this season, they haven't had a single drop from their wide receivers, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, some of this stuff, too, you, you you know, now it's the red zone. Oh, well, they have red zone issues. Well, two weeks ago, they were the best team in the league in the red zone, right? So there was always – they weren't going to convert touchdowns 80% of the time in the red zone all season long. You knew it was going to balance out a little bit. But I, I would just hesitate to draw too many big conclusions from any one game. I'm- and And I think when you dive into the tape, you see, okay – this is kind of, it's not like there's a pattern of red zone problems that can't be fixed. It's play to play. I mean, I think that the, the, the sentiment, the belief that the Ravens are going to need to play better in the playoffs in order to beat the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals, yep. the Dolphins, the, the teams that are at the top of the AFC right now or inhabited for the past couple of years. I think that that's true. I think they will have to play better and they won't be able to commit some of the mm-hmm. mistakes, especially that they had 
in their two losses this season. I think that's true. But the playoffs don't start today, okay? So th- there's a lot of there's a lot of football between now and the start of the playoffs. And and honestly, the test is going to get tougher this week against the Lions. Like that it, this is I think this is yep. the toughest test the Ravens will have had this season is playing the Lions who are 5 and 1 and might be the best team. They might be the best team in the NFL right now. You can make that argument. Right. This is a measuring stick yeah. game. This is a measuring stick game. All right. With all that said, let's jump into the tape here. And I do want to start offensively. Like you said, we're going to get into the red zone and what happened down there. But I do want to get into first what went right offensively. And and I thought Lamar Jackson played a really strong game again this week. One play that stuck out to me in particular that really illustrates that is early in the game. Uh, Lamar, you can see him at the line of scrimmage, just audibling from the play, communicating with his guys. And he audibled to a hot route to OBJ, left the, the defensive end outside linebacker, just completely unblocked, throws the hot route to to OBJ, who takes off for, I think, a 32-yard gain. Just, you know, we talked to all offseason about Lamar taking the reins of this offense from Todd Munkin, empowering Lamar Jackson, and that was an example of that. He audibles, makes the right read, perfect throw on the slant, big gain to OBJ. Yeah, and, and I like what Odell did once, once he got the ball in his hands. You know, he made... You know he he extended that. Now he had room to run, but I I like the burst that he showed on that play. And I like I I want to see Odell get going, and I think he does too. And the Ravens do. Like they they invested a lot in him this off season, and it's been a long road for him to get back to this point. So like I, I I'm with you on the Lamar element of that play, but just from an Odell standpoint, like I thought this game was encouraging to see him. Like he he's dealt with the ankle injury. To me, he showed on that play. Okay, like that seems like it's behind him. And he kind of hinted during his time with the media last week in London, like, you know, maybe I came back a week too soon. Like, maybe I came back yeah. a week too soon. And by the end of the week, he had no injury designation going into the game. And then he caught that ball and he took off and he showed a good burst. So I like where he is trending. I agree with that. I'm not going to go. I don't know that I necessarily agree with you that it's completely behind him. I think that there's another gear to Odell Beckham that we didn't see on that play. I think, you know, um, can he house that? Potentially. I I, I don't know that I'm going to sit here and say, yes. oh, he's he's 100% back. Man, you, tough bar. You got to take a slant 80 yards to the house or else, you, or else you're a bum. <laughs> hey, I've, 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 I didn't say that. I, I've seen that. I've seen that before in New York against the uh-huh. Ravens. I've seen that. <laughs> um, so so I, I, I think there's another level to OBJ. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with the sentiment that uh, he's trending in the right direction for sure. I thought another play by Lamar, the, the throw down the seam to Mark Andrews late in the game to kind of it's fourth quarter, that kind of sealed the game. I mean, you talk about a, a big time throw and a big time moment, taking a chance. You know, they had zone coverage on that play, and Lamar kind of waited, had good protection. We'll talk about the offensive line, had good protection, and put that right over top of the of the safety, who kind of I, I don't think that safety anticipated Mark to just to go as deep as he did. Mark gets over top of him, and it was just a perfect throw uh, by Lamar in a, in a critical situation. I think that, I mean, when that throw was made, I think we both kind of said to each other in the press box, like that that's the that's a that's a game winning type of throw. Like that's the type of yep. throw that you need to win a game. Like you're the franchise quarterback. The offense needs to make a play. They've had some issues late in games over the course of of this season. This is an opportunity where you need somebody to step up. Lamar yep. stepped up, Mark stepped up, delivered the throw right on the money. The Ravens move the chains, keep the clock rolling, get in position for the field goal, and it's that's what you needed. That's what you needed to win that game, and Lamar came up with the play to do it. 
And that's why, like, you know, when when some of the conversation last week, you know, go back was like, are the Ravens getting enough out of Lamar Jackson? And both of us said, like, this is a ridiculous narrative right now, considering that the issue at against Pittsburgh was not Lamar. The issue was the drops. That that was the issue in that game. You know, and, yeah. and I just think that, like, I think Lamar is playing great right now. I thought he had a great game against against Cleveland. I thought he delivered some perfect throws against the Steelers that got dropped that if they don't get dropped, the Ravens mm-hmm. win that game. And now against the Titans, he once again continued that. And like these are two throws that, that I think speak to his development. I have just been really impressed with the way that Lamar is playing this year. And I think that we're seeing that on a weekend, week and out basis. The throws that he's That's making the- are show the, the the progression that he's made and the development of him as a quarterback. And I'm really, I'm just really encouraged by that. I, I think one thing that you said in there really resonates with me, and that's it week in, week out yeah. basis. It's the consistency, yeah. right? It's not he has one huge game and then there's a oh, that game was was uh-huh. tough, right? It's it's been really every week that Lamar has shown up. And and I think that's a little bit of a change, you know, twenty nineteen aside, that was just a magical season from start to finish, pretty much. Um, well, from th- week three to to finish, basically. And um put that aside, and I think that this is the most consistently well that Lamar has played over his career. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a high bar. Um, but I think that he's playing just as a passer, like he is delivering some great throws on a consistent basis. I'm with you. Well, it's not just as a passer. I mean, it, running too. I mean, converting that third and three with the way he drew four defenders, you know, <laughs> I, I think he's getting it done all the way around. I don't, I don't, I don't want to minimize what he's still doing with his legs, right? Has he had the breakaway, you know, 70-yard touchdown run like we saw against the Dolphins at the start of last year? Like, no, you know? and But I, I think that he's still doing a lot with his legs for this offense. I think that... And I don't think that's going to change. I think that he's more he's efficient with, when he runs. It's almost like, I don't know, it... It's, it's, it's almost like the inverse of what we had seen previously in his career. Like... He he's been such a dynamic runner throughout his career, and he had been especially in nineteen when he was at his best, really efficient as a passer. But the volume wasn't there compared to the other quarterbacks in the league. So he was really efficient, didn't turn the ball over, and was excellent as a runner. And now I think that like he still he still is running the ball a good amount, but it's less than it has been previously in his career. And but the the times that he does run. I think he has been really fit, really efficient, but I don't like. I don't think that. I don't know. I I I think that he has taken a big step as a passer, and I think maybe a step back a little bit from a de- design standpoint as a runner. Like I just don't. I don't see many hundred yard rushing games for Lamar this year. I just don't. And that he's had those plenty of times over the course of his career. I don't think he's going to have many this season. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think he's going to have a lot of hundred yard rushing games. All right, moving on. One another thing I want to talk about the touchdown. You know, we're going to talk about the red zone and one of six. Well, let's talk about the one, right? Where, where they scored the touchdown down there, Zay Flowers, and and look, it was an unfair fight. He had Harold Landry, an outside linebacker, trying to cover him out in the flats. That is not going to work. That is just unfair to Harold Landry. But you see now the trend of unscripted kind of uh, extended plays and those two guys, Lamar and Zay hooking up, right? And you saw it on this. And I think that Zay is really a, a weapon, particularly around the red zone, if the Ravens can get extended plays because of how shifty he is. I mean, you look at that play 
and he comes he comes all the way across the formation, runs a shallow crosser, and then he just his change of direction on Harold Landry. I mean, he just changed so fast it created like an instant five yard cushion. I mean, he was wide open all of a mm-hmm. sudden, wide open, right? And and the, the whole rest of the play, Landry's right in his hip pocket, but. Zay's so quick that he can create, and especially in the red zone, it really matters. To be able to get that quick separation is a big, big deal. And I, I wonder if the Ravens can get some more, whether it's rollout, what it is, any kind of extended plays that lets Zay really kind of use that quickness uh, in space to, to create some separation, I think is a good You thing. know what's funny about that is after the game, someone asked him, a reporter from the UK asked him, like, do you think you earned your nickname joystick in this game? And he was like, eh, I don't even make anybody miss this game. So not really. I need to do better with that. And now you're pointing out like, like that's just so that, that wasn't really making a guy miss with the ball in his hands is I think what he's thinking. Yeah. yeah but he just, he, but this is just maybe like, he doesn't count it against the outside linebacker. He's like, that one's, yeah, count. he's just not counting it. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's expected. That's just kind of what I do. But yeah, he, he made the point like, yeah, I didn't even make anybody miss this game. So now nah, I, I guess I didn't earn the nickname today. <laughs> and, and to your earlier point, I think the offensive line did have a, a strong game. I think Ronnie Stanley kind of had a bounce back yeah. game. You know, he, he had had a couple tough days, you know, and it was his first game back last week again in Pittsburgh. And, and obviously you have a tough assignment against Alex Highsmith. But, it, you know, Ronnie only allowed three hurries and three, 37 pass blocking snaps. It was his best game of the year. I thought Kevin Zeitler, again, he had his best game of the year. Uh, so, you got two of your your top offensive linemen playing at a high level. You have your offense. Margaret Moses returns. You have your starting O line back, and it showed. Yeah, I'm a, like if the if the Ravens are going to be really good, I think I think they need Ronnie to play at a high level. I mean, he's he's one of the he yep. one of the best, one of the highest paid players. He's your left tackle, and you you feel it when he's not in there, and you feel it when he's not 100. percent And so, like, you need yep. him to be playing. And so, you're when you looked at it, you felt like. This guy is is getting back. He's on the right. He's on the right path. From a pass protection standpoint, I think in particular, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson was under pressure less than thirty percent of his dropbacks. That was down from forty eight percent against the Steelers. Again, the Steelers have some really good pass rushers, right? I, I don't think the Titans. You can say they're quite at that level right now, um, but still, that's that's a eighteen percent drop in pressures. That's that's big. Uh-huh. And but to roll it forward. When you look at the Ravens, some of the Ravens' red zone problems, I do think that run blocking in those instances was part of the issue of why the Ravens didn't get in the end zone more. Let's go through okay. it. All right. So the Ravens actually did pretty. There's really four red zone drives. Okay. So everybody's making a big deal of the one of six. Well, one of them was uh, the Tucker field goal at the end of the first half. <laughs> right. right. They didn't even run a play in the red zone. They just kicked a field goal. So sure. Yep. You didn't score a touchdown, but. You, yeah, rule. Take yeah, that, that one, one doesn't count. Come on, that one doesn't count. Okay, the other one was the the uh, touchdown to Zay, and then there's the mark direct snap, like from the 18 or 19 yard line, right? So yeah, you didn't convert there, but that wasn't like goal line. You had a series at the goal mm-hmm. line and got mm-hmm. stopped, right? Let's go through the three on the goal line in particular, right? This is these are all inside the the five yard line. Okay, the Ravens actually did a pretty good job on first down inside the 10, right? They had some five-yard run, six-yard run. Like, you'll take that inside the 10-yard line. That's some good hard running. The issues came on second down, okay? So, one, 
You get you got quick backfield pressure from the left side. This was just a, a good bull rush. Ronnie Stanley had a tough block. He had to kind of reach block his guy. He got pushed back. John Simpson got pushed back. It was a handoff to Justice Hill, kind of a misdirection handoff, and it just Justice got pushed in the backfield and it took him off off course basically. Get a stop. I think it was a one yard gain. Okay, now you have third down. You have to throw it. Lamar really looks like he's looking to his left the whole way. It's, he's looking for OBJ. He had Nelson Aguilar on a, on a crosser. The Titans, maybe he could have thrown that quicker and, and Nelson could have picked up the first down. He wouldn't have scored a touchdown, but maybe it would have been tight. It would have been a, a really tight play. Uh, instead, Lamar opts to throw it over the top to OBJ, but the defender just walled him off. I mean, I, I, OBJ basically was trying to run kind of a to the, the, uh, the flag, and it, the defender had him to just completely walled off. Lamar had no room to throw that ball. If OBJ had broken that to the right, I don't know if it's an option route. If he goes over the right, he has a lot of room over the middle. But that wasn't the route. It, the defender played it well. Okay, field goal. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. Okay, second one. Uh, again, pretty strong run on first down. Second down, Ronnie just missed his second level block. You know, he was, he was supposed to get to the second level, get the linebacker. Linebacker just kind of blew right past him, blows up the play. All right. Then uh, you have a – this is the play where Lamar gets stuffed for the four-yard loss. Ricard comes across, tries to hit Landry. Landry just did a nice job fighting off that block. The, the, the Ravens had a four-wide look. This was kind of the play that John Harbaugh was talking about where we tried to spread him out and it just didn't really work. Four wide, Titans still had a lot of men right at the line. They basically went cover zero, said they're not going to throw it to one of these, and they packed the house, uh, and Harold Landry made a nice play fighting off a block from Patrick Ricard. It looked like Lamar almost had a little hesitation as if to make the Titans try to think he might throw the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, He didn't get the, the snap and then immediately just try to hit a hole. There was a hesitation wait for your block to kind of uh, open up with Pat Ricard coming across and Ricard just, you know, he didn't get a lot of push on Landry on that play. Uh-huh. Okay. Now four yard loss, you're kicking another field yep. goal. Third and final one, because I, I know this is getting a little long here, but this is a, a film breakdown. So I'm giving it to you. First play, Ronnie got pushed into the backfield. Uh, again, this blew up another running play. Okay. Third down, uh, Titans had six guys in the middle of the field. They, they had a two man rush basically with a spying D end and a dropping defensive tackle. So they, the Ravens looked like they were trying to hit Mark Andrews in, down the middle of the field. Devin DuVernay was on a shot crosser. Lamar, Lamar's eyes looked down the middle the entire time, and they just clouded the picture. Six guys. I mean, Lamar had nowhere to throw in that situation. Credit the Titans, a good defensive call, the DN, the dropping D-tackle, all that stuff. Maybe Lamar had a play to Zay, who had kind of motioned out to the right. He would have had a one-on-one against a defender with pretty good space. Uh, just would have had to make that guy miss coming out of the backfield. Maybe Lamar had a quick throw to Zay there that could have scored, but Lamar didn't see it, didn't look that way. His eyes were down the middle of the field, saw the cloud coverage, nowhere to throw, and he tried to take off and make a play by himself uh, with his legs and just got stopped short. So those were the three, and then the mark direct snap. The Ravens had it. There was a big gap in the middle right over. Sarah Lindbaum had a big gap over the middle. I thought it was a good play call. Uh, they just saw. They just saw it. It was a good film study by the Titans. At the very last second, both their D tackles kind of uh, shifted inside, plugged that up, and their safety hit the middle. And I think Mark got that first down. Quite frankly, I thought it was it was a bad spot. Um, I think they picked that up, mm-hmm. but didn't end up getting that 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 spot from the refs. So 
those are your four red zone drives that really count. Um, and again, kind of, you know, it's play to play. If you're looking for some consistency, I, I didn't think that Ronnie had his best series. Then some blocks run blocking didn't really work out. And there are some challenging blocks in there for him, but I would like to see a little bit better. Push. Yeah. Look, I mean, at a generally, as you kind of went through all that, the Ravens, when they're down there, they need to get more of a push on the ground. Like they need, if they're going to have success down in the red zone and you're, and you're trying to run the ball. You do need to have more of a push off the line. And mm-hmm. I think that that will come. Like, I think that it's, it's hard to run the ball down there too. They can stack up the box. Like defenses know you want to run the ball too. It's the easiest way into the end zone mm-hmm. in theory. And so it's hard. It's, it's difficult sledding down there, both run and pass, but like you do need to get more of a push off the line of scrimmage. If you're going to have success down there running the football and, I think the Ravens have the horses to do it. I just think that this game they weren't able to get it done. They were not able to get the they were not able to get the push at the line of scrimmage down there in the red basically in the red zone, the Titans won the battle of the trenches. And that's the yep. reason that the Ravens weren't able to punch it in on those drives. So And like we said, they're a good red zone defense. They have some good D tackles who are physical up front, and we saw yep. that. Right. And they got they got pushed in the backfield, and that's particularly tough to handle. When you get that instant push into the backfield, especially when you have pooling blockers, like that's one thing that I saw a couple of times there. You have you have guys that are trying to pull around, and when you get backfield pressure, that really throws off. You know, Kevin Zeitler couldn't even get around Ronnie Stanley to make a, another block. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of foul that all up with with initial pressure. So I think kind of the power running game um, is you know that's something if if they could improve kind of with that straight man to man, you're pushing them off the ball. Uh, you know, power running straight ahead. I think they would. Uh, that would behoove them. That would that would serve them well in the red zone if they can do that. Somewhere. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll give you some more thoughts on this game and look ahead to the matchup coming up against the Lions. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, thanks for listening. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want to give a shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited time offer running right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK at DraftKings. 
And you can make sure you get that done today by downloading the app. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, this game coming up against the Lions is back home. It's good to be home. I'm excited about that. Make sure you watch out for the train tracks around the stadium. If you get sacked by a train, it's game over. So when leaving, please be aware of the railroad tracks south of the stadium. Do not cross the tracks when a train is approaching and adhere to all crossing signals. Stay safe around train tracks. So we have CSX, uh, who's one of our partners and is uh, a sponsor for this game. So make sure you keep that in mind. So um, what other thoughts, um, you know, you want to kind of discuss? The main thing I want to I want to get some, you know, talk about quickly here is, is the pass rush. You know, the Ravens, like, I actually did final drive on that this week. <laughs> and... Everyone kind of coming into the season was like, this pass rush, you know, you're putting a lot of lot of trust in young guys. You know, you don't have a dominant pass rusher. How are you going to get after the quarterback? And through the first six games, the Ravens are tied with the Bills, the league lead 24 sacks in the NFL. So, yeah. and it's basically a committee approach. Everybody's getting in on the action. Matabike, Clowney, Kyle Hamilton, Patrick Queen, like everybody's getting in. Van Noy. Van Noy, you know, off the couch, University is coming in and making <laughs> plays. So, like, everybody's kind of getting in on the action. Um, and I, I, I think a lot of it, I think the Ravens have those are good players. I also I've said this before many times. I really like Mike McDonald. I think he puts players in position to succeed. He's creative in how he uses guys. I think Clowney's a good example of that. I think Kyle Hamilton's a good example of that. So, like, what in your mind has yep. been the biggest reason that the Ravens are the best team in the league, tied with the Bills, at getting pressure on quarterbacks? Well, hey, I, I think you know you have these guys in Clowney and, and Van Noy who are playing at a high level despite their older age. And I think a lot of people kind of wrote those guys off, right? They were sitting out there for a reason and credit to them. They're playing really well. I mean, Jadavion Clowney was just super active and you see kind of the assortment of moves that he has. I mean, he, he won with power. He won with kind of his hands at the line of scrimmage. He won with burst. He won getting kind of skinny through a hole. I mean, you see the full array of Jadavion Clowney in this game. I mean, that's what happens when you get pressure on 47.4% of your your rushes. It's impressive, right? And you also see, you know, he got some assists from Kyle Van Noy, who broke out his spin move. You see some of the veteran moves there really paying off. You know, we talked, like you said, going into the season, people were like, well, you're relying on these young pass rushers. And we said it too. You're relying on Odafi Owe and David Ajabo to really break out. Well, they've both been sidelined for the majority of the year. It's been the old dogs, Mm -hmm. the old dogs that are getting it done, right? And, And really impressive. I mean, you, you look at uh, Justin Matabike, too. I mean, this is just a young player. who Power, 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 power. I mean, just a, a freak athletically. Putting it all together, you see, again, kind of him be able to win in a variety of ways. But kind of to your point about Mike McDonald, which I think is a good one, and I think really speaks to the kind of Ravens approach of everybody's getting in on the action, is when you watch the tape, you see <laughs> players like lining up A everywhere. Justin Matabike is lined up um, on the edge. And he got a sack from mm-hmm. him, right, as on the edge. And you see kind of the hezzy power move from him. Impressive. But it's also like everybody's throwing like picks and stunts for everybody else. I mean, they have Patrick Queen running, taking out blockers, running a stunt for Michael Pierce to loop around. And that's the hit that he got. He got flagged on, which I think was a ridiculous call. Um, but he got a, a lick on Ryan Tannehill on a stunt opportunity created specifically for him. How often do you see stunts created? They're like, you know what, our nose tackle, we're gonna we're gonna give him a stunt, yeah. right? And that just speaks to Mike McDonald 
you know, lining, like we're saying, lining guys up in different places. Anybody could be running a stunt for anybody else. Like, it's just, A, I think it empowers the, pa- the pass rushers, and we heard this from Jadavion. It's like, everybody feels like I could be the guy to get the sack, right? Like, I have a role in the pass rush. I'm not just setting somebody else up all the time. Like, I have my chances. And I think that invigorates players. I think that gets them, you know, excited, right? They're like, yeah, I'm going to have some plays designed for me yeah. to try to get to the quarterback. And and it's just and he's bringing it from every different angle. So I think there's just a lot of praise to go all the way around. Well, look, Matt and BK. I think when we did our season prediction pod, I have to go back and listen to it. I think I picked him to lead the team in sacks. I think he did. And he's got four he and a half. He leads the team right now. And I'll tell you what, like he's if he if he keeps us up, the Brinks truck better better get ready because he's going <laughs> to have a big payday in his future. I mean, big time. I mean, the, to yep. get that type of sack production from an interior pass rusher, he's in a contract season and he has a big payday in his future. Yeah, so, totally agree. So if he keep, couple and then and then with Clowney, like you know, just we you 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 heard it when Clowney joined the podcast. He talked about basically his role in Cleveland was just to play play opposite of Miles Garrett and just and then Miles Garrett moved all over the place and did the creative stuff and he was the guy that was set up to get the sacks and Clowney was not and I think he yep. is to your point excited about the opportunity to be featured in a variety of different ways and the Ravens are are getting a lot out of him I mean the pressure rate that he had in this game nine pressures it was the highest pressure rate of his career if his entire career is a former number one overall yep. pick. Um, at least in terms of the well, next-gen stats. Since 2016. In terms of yeah. the next-gen stats, that's as far as they go back. So yep. as far as they've been keeping track, this is the highest of his career. And honestly, like when you look at his season, I know I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but like this, this he has set up a foundation that if he keeps this up, this could be the best season of his career. It could yeah. be. He's got three and a half sacks right now. Pretty remarkable. I mean, he like he said, it's about health for him, right? Goal number one, he's yep. been pretty clear. I want to play all 17, right? If he does that, like, yeah. And and I think the Ravens are doing a good job managing his snaps too. Um, and especially once you get Odafe back, you know, you get Ojaba back whenever that is, that'll help too, keep him kind of fresh because I do think that's a, a consideration. Yeah. You know, he plays pretty recklessly. Like he he he's like John Harbaugh said, the dreads are flying everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude is just really active and I think managing his snaps will be a a priority going. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a guy that's had major, major injury history. And so you don't want him playing 70 snaps a game and at his age, you just don't, you you need to, you need to protect against that. But I just think like he has, he's got three and a half sacks right now. He could have, he could have six. Like, and he was the first to say that. Like, he could yep. certainly have more. So, if he keeps playing like this, I, he's, he, it could be hit the best season of his career. So, I've been, I have been, yeah. he, I would be lying if I said I expected him to be as disruptive consistently as he has been when the Ravens signed him. Yep. He's been a great addition to this team. Yep. Uh, quickly, I just want to point out two other defensive plays because I can't get through a film breakdown podcast without talking about Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. Yeah. Right. And so you got Tajay Spears on the running back screen. He takes it 63 yards and any kid out there, you know, playing football or you know what? This is just a lesson for people in life, for (laughs) the youth in life. Right. When you get knocked down, get back up and keep on hustling. Right. Roquan just gets put right on his back and he just kind of flips back up to his feet, keeps running with the play. He ran six. He ran 63 yards down the field to make that tackle and save a touchdown, ended up being a field goal. Mm-hmm. It hit nearly 18 miles per hour, by the way. Roquan was moving. Yeah. 
And, and I, I tell you, it's just like when you talk about hustle plays and Roquan talks about, man, I only played the game one one way, yeah. 110 miles per hour, every single play, right? And you see it on that one. So tip of the cap to Roquan, that that was pretty impressive. I thought, too, the, the play, did you notice the play at the two-minute warning when he let the guy get back mm-hmm. up and then he tackled yep. him? That killed the two-minute warning for them. Super smart play. Took a play off the board. Really smart play. So, I mean, you just see the smarts, the hustle. Like, we know what kind of player Roquan is, but to see that stuff on the field, right, see all the stuff we talk about, like, oh, this guy just, his knowledge for the game, the hustle, all that stuff, like, those are two plays that perfectly illustrate it. Yeah. And, and then Patrick Queen hit the sideline, the sideline speed. I mean, this guy is playing like a missile out there. He he saved another touchdown where he was all the way on the other side of the field, came back across the field to make a tackle on Chris Moore to uh, stop him short on the Texans' first drive of the game, not the Texans, the Titans' first drive of the game. I thought that was a really impressive play. Um, I thought PQ, you know, another guy who had a sack when when trying to set it up for somebody else and he got the sack himself. I thought PQ had a great game. Another guy. Get the truck ready. Yep. <laughs> the brink truck for both those guys. Him and Matabike, um, you know, they're they're going to have big paydays in their future. I mean, just yep. this is just a kind of a side note. I mean, it's pretty um, – those two guys at draft class looking pretty good. You know, that, that, yep. that 2020 yep. class with those two. But I, I can't finish talking about the defense without giving my dog Who you got? of the game. The dog's dog. We got to give it to our guy, Jadavion Clowney. Clowney. The dog <laughs> of the game. I like it. That's a got good, to. I, you know, I, I, I talked to him. He was my interview after the game, and I – I, I thought it was a good point that he made that like I, I just forgot that he was on the Titans. I just forgot that he was on and and he was a little bit yeah. motivated by that. Whenever you go up against a former team, think you want to play at your best. And so yep. he was motivated by that. And um yeah, I, I again he's having a great, great start to the season and I just I hope he can keep it up. Yep. All right, I want to remind listeners that the best offense is a good defense. We're sitting here talking about defense. Don't cross the tracks when a train is approaching and adhere to all crossing signals. When you leave the game, please be aware of the railroad tracks south of the stadium. Stay safe around train tracks, all right? We got this game against the the Lions coming up. We got to be safe on the train tracks, yeah. all right? You don't want Yeah, the only train that should be happening in the uh in this game is Gus Bus just coming downhill, <laughs> just training people. <laughs> You're confusing your your vehicles there. The bus, the train, whatever. Confusing. All right, he's coming downhill. <laughs> if you get on the Gus bus tracks, it's not going to be good either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we close it out here today, just a few updates uh, that we heard from head coach John Harbaugh on Monday. Marcus Williams, he's week to week with a hamstring injury, so we'll see how long that holds him out. A little bit more uncertain news about Tyus Bowser. Uh, John Harbaugh said he has a decision to make on what's going to happen this year. You said he wanted to let Tyus talk about that, but he's been on the non-football injury list with a knee issue uh, since the beginning of the season, since the beginning of training camp, and hasn't come off. So, uh, you know, not not really a good sign for Tyus Bowser that he, about the possibility that he could come back uh, anytime soon. So we'll see what that's all about. Uh, Brent Irvin has a, a next stinger. Uh, then we have Harrison. He's clearing the concussion protocol pretty fast, John Harbaugh said which is kind of a big deal. Malik's playing pretty well, and he's a key outside linebacker in this rotation. And then uh, Kevon Seymour is also dealing with an injury. That one uh, looks like of the three, maybe that could sideline him. We'll see this week. The Ravens opted not to take the bye this week. That's kind of the challenge. Uh, Teams, are though, you would think coming back from London, it's a challenge. Teams so far have been 9-4 and when not taking the bye after their international trip, so not as bad as you would think. 
I feel kind of rested. So not feeling too bad. And John Harbaugh lastly said, the next time the Ravens have an international trip, he expects they'll also leave early for that one. So that's it for us today. Make sure you reach us uh, at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a rating and review. And check out the Ravens Press Pass podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow with that podcast with all the pressers. Thanks for listening, and we'll have a guest for you later this week. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.